You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. Coming up, the NFL has released their schedules, as you all know by now. You've, of course, heard a lot of us here at uh, the BGN Radio family give you uh, their predictions on the Eagles schedule for this year, and I'll do that as well coming up here in just a few minutes. But because we specialize in taking a look at what's going on inside the NFC East, we'll run down the schedules for Dallas, for Washington, and New York as well, kind of let you know how each of these teams' schedules compare to the Eagles' schedule as far as strength of schedule, difficulty of schedule, all that stuff coming up. So we'll dive into that here coming up in the next few minutes. Just a reminder, folks, to please, at the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star rating and leave a review when you get a chance. It certainly helps our podcast grow. This is one of the most popular football podcasts in America, not just in Philadelphia, in America. And we want to thank you guys for continuing to come back to Bleeding Green Nation's podcast feed, BGN Radio, as often as you do. It's really unbelievable the fact that we're um, knocking heads with the, the national football podcasts on a on a weekly basis here. So thank you again for continuing to come back to Bleeding Green Nation and BGN Radio. Well, let's start off here on Eye on the Enemy, taking a look at the Dallas Cowboys schedule. And of course, all of this goes without saying that we don't know what the coronavirus is going to do to the NFL season, the NFL schedule, whether it's going to start on time, uh, whether certain locations are not going to be allowed to house football games, even without fans in the stands. So we don't really know what the schedule is going to look like. I think it's 50-50 that the schedule plays out exactly the way it's laid out right now, and that's just a total guess on my part. So I guess a coin flip is just as good a guess as any. So we'll see if this schedule actually plays out the way the NFL schedule makers have laid it out. But we'll go through this process. We'll go through this exercise under the assumption that the NFL schedule plays out as normally. And as we take a look at Dallas, we take a look at a team that will be playing six primetime games in 2020 if you count their Thanksgiving matchup against Washington. Three of those games will be on the road. Three of them will be at home. Last year, the Cowboys had five primetime games. Now, they have a tricky schedule here towards the end of the season. They have to go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens on a Thursday night game in Week 13, and then they're in Cincinnati the following Sunday. Uh, that's a long week that they have to prepare for the Bengals, uh, who will have Joe Burrow. You don't know exactly what he's going to be looking like by the end of the season, but Cincinnati was the worst team in football last year. Is that a trap game late in the season? Uh, they have to face on. They have to face the 49ers at home in prime time in Week 15, and then they take on the Eagles in Week 16. So that's their rough stretch. Let's start it right from the top, though. Week 1, September 13th, at the L.A. Rams. That's on Sunday Night Football. The Eagles and Rams, pardon me, the Cowboys and Rams open up the Sunday Night Football schedule uh, with uh, the Dallas Cowboys in L.A. to take on the Rams. This is a Rams team I feel like is falling apart here. Uh, they, they stepped back in a big way last year, like I predicted they would. 
most of these um, most of the teams that lose the Super Bowl take a step back the following year, and they've lost a lot of players. They've given up a lot of high draft picks in order to sign some players who didn't end up getting them to the Super Bowl. So I think this is a win for Dallas to start off the season. They begin the season at 1-0. and Then they come home for the home opener against the Atlanta Falcons at 1 o'clock on Fox. I think this is a win for Dallas also, and they start off the season 2-0. and They have a tough matchup the following week in Seattle against the Seahawks. It's a 425 game. Seattle, just a very tough place to play. I have the Cowboys losing that game to fall to 2-1. and Then they get a home game against the Cleveland Browns. That's a win for Dallas, improving them to 3-1. and They get a home game against the Giants next. That's a win for Dallas. I have them starting off the season 4-1, and and they're not done yet. This is a pretty easy, soft uh, schedule to start off the season. They take on the Cardinals at home, so this is their third straight home game. It's a Monday night football game. I think the Cardinals are going to be an improved team this year. This is not a a pushover. Getting D'Angelo Hopkins this offseason certainly was a, a, a big move for Arizona, and Kyler Murray uh, really looked good towards the end of his rookie season. So that's going to be a pretty good team. I do think this matchup at home favors Dallas. I think they win these three straight home games and improve to 5-1. and one. And then they are at Washington. This is always a tricky game for Dallas. Washington, I don't think, is going to be very good this year. I have this I have this as a loss for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think this is a game they lose and fall to 5-2 and two on the season. They almost never sweep Washington. Washington plays them tough, uh, and I think coming off a Monday night football win on a short week, taking on Washington uh, in the nation's capital, I see this as a loss for the Dallas Cowboys. And then on November 1st, they have to travel to Philadelphia for a Sunday night football matchup with the Eagles. I think this is a matchup the Cowboys win, and I'll get to in, I'll get into that a, a little bit more uh, when we get into the Eagles' schedule. Uh, I have them then coming home, uh, playing the Steelers at at home uh, in Dallas. I have that as a loss for the Cowboys as well. So that's their third loss of the season for me, falling them to uh, dropping them to six and three as they head into head into their bye week. So six and three uh, midway through uh, the season. That's got to be an encouraging start, I would think, for Dallas. Then when they come back from the bye week, they are in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. That is a tough place to play. I have them dropping their third game in four uh, to the Vikings uh, to drop them to six and four on the season. They come home to play the Redskins on Thanksgiving. That's a win. They won't lose both games to Washington, and I think they get some revenge for last year's Thanksgiving Day loss to Washington to improve to seven and four. Then they are in Baltimore. As mentioned a little bit earlier, that drops them to 7-5. and five. Don't see them going into Baltimore and uh, beating the Ravens. Then they get the Bengals in Cincinnati. That's a victory there. I have them moving to 8-5. and five. They take on the 49ers at home on Sunday night football. Listen, and I'll get into the 49ers in, in more, when again, when we do the Eagles picks. But again, another team that lost the Super Bowl, I think, takes a step back. I think in an improving division as well. I think the Cardinals are going to be better. I think the 49ers are still a really good team, but I don't think their defense is going to be as good as it was last year. I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo guy, and I think I think teams around the league will be able to catch up a little bit to the 49ers running game. So I don't see the 49ers being another 13-3 team, another 12-4 team this year. I think the 49ers come back to the pack a little bit. 
And I think this is a game, however, that the 49ers will be able to go into Dallas and win. I think this is a game that the Dallas Cowboys lose on Sunday night football at home to the 49ers to drop them to 8-6 and six on the season. Then comes the penultimate week of the season. Again, the Eagles and Cowboys facing off in Week 16, and this is likely with the division on the line. I have the Eagles, uh, pardon me, the Cowboys coming into this game at 8-6, and six, taking on the Eagles at home. I had the Cowboys beating the Eagles a little bit earlier in the season uh, in their game in Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football. So the Eagles and Cowboys probably needing this game for the division. I think this is the game that the Eagles get their revenge. I think they go into Dallas. I think Dallas loses this game at home to Philadelphia to fall to 8-7. and seven. And then I think they finish up their schedule uh, with a win in New York against the Giants to finish at 9-7. and seven. So when the Dallas Cowboys draft was over, I was concerned that they had leapfrogged the Eagles in the NFC East. The thing I failed to take into account was the fact that they have also lost a ton of players this this offseason. Just going down the list here, uh, they lost uh, wide receiver Randall Cobb to the Texans. Uh, they were able to re-sign Amari Cooper, so uh, good for them. Uh, but they, uh, they've they lost defensive tackle uh, Malik Collins. Uh, they've lost defensive tackle Christian Covington. Uh, Daniel Ross, another defensive tackle. They lost defensive end Robert Quinn uh, this offseason. So, I mean, they, they've lost, and cornerback Byron Jones, of course. And so they've they've lost some big pieces, especially on defense. This is not a team that's going to stop a lot of people. They're going to have to outscore everybody, and I think they'll do that to a degree. But I don't think this Cowboys team is, uh, is a monster on paper. You could argue that they had more talent on the field than the Eagles did last year, and the Eagles just somehow managed to beat them through heart or grit or probably on the part of the Cowboys some bad coaching. And I don't know that I'm, I'm totally convinced uh, that, that new head coach Mike McCarthy is going to be a whole lot better, um, probably a little bit of an improvement over Jason Garrett, but Mike McCarthy certainly towards the end of his tenure in Green Bay was not exactly lighting the world on fire. The Cowboys' strength of schedule is the 10th easiest. When you take a look at the over-under win totals for each team's opponent, that's according to uh, the betting site William Hill. So of the teams in the division, uh, Dallas has one of the easier schedules. I think this is a 9 or a 10-win team. Uh, the way I have this laid out is uh, Dallas uh, winning 9 games. I do not see this as an 11-5 and five or 12-4 and four team. The defense, I think, is going to struggle to stop people this year. And you're, you're asking Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott to out, and, and Amari Cooper to outscore everybody. And I think they're going to be able to put a lot of points up on the board. But you've seen Dak Prescott in some big games fail to deliver, especially last year. So let's take a look at Washington's schedule. And I found I thought this was an interesting comment from Rick Snyder from 106.7 The Fan, talking about the fact that Washington has 13 1 o'clock games this year and no night games. That's that's a continuing trend for them. Um, they've had a lot of uh, losses uh, in night games over the recent years, which we know TV stations and uh, networks do not care for. So the only real primetime game that they have is going to be when they play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, because obviously that's a, a matchup that always draws really good ratings. The NFL has really given Washington a pretty tough schedule. The first five weeks feature four playoff contenders. Okay, so... I do not have Washington getting off to a good start this season. They, of course, open the season at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. I do not see Carson Wentz and the Eagles dropping the season opener in the nation's capital. So I have Washington falling to 0-1 to start the season. Then they are in Arizona to take on the Cardinals. That's, again, a tough place to play. The Cardinals are an up-and-coming team. I have Washington falling to 0-2. Then they are in Cleveland to take on the Browns. Conceivably, this is a game Washington could win. 
I have them losing this game to Cleveland to fall to 0-3, but if you have Washington picking up their first win of the season here in Cleveland, I wouldn't argue with you. I think Cleveland is due to bounce back a little bit this year. They obviously massively underachieved in 2019. Can they bounce back? Can Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield figure out some kind of some some chemistry on the field and and you you work Nick Chubb into the offense. I mean there are, there is some talent on that side of the ball. There's a reason lots of prognosticators were picking Cleveland to be a dark horse Super Bowl contender last year. Did it maybe just take a year? Is this the year that they're able to to leap up to the four and and be that team? I don't think so, but I think they will have a better season this year, and I think they will beat Washington at home dropping Washington to 0-3 on the season. Then, of course, you've got Washington at home against the Baltimore Ravens. That's a big uh, matchup between uh, uh, regional rivals there, and the Ravens will just have absolutely no problems with Washington. So I have uh, I have Washington falling to 0-4 to start the season. I predict they get their first win of the season at home against the Rams uh, and and improve to 1-4 on the season. So again, if you wanted to flip-flop Browns and Rams as far as wins and losses, I could see that. But I've got uh, I've got Washington at 1-4 here through five weeks. Then at the Giants, I really like the Giants, and I'm going to talk more about them coming up here in just a second. I have Washington losing in New York to fall to 1-5. And, and then, of course, I have them beating the Cowboys at home in the nation's capital to improve to 2-5, and five, that being their biggest win of the season to this point as Washington heads into their bye week in Week 8. Coming out of the bye week, they have the Giants at home. I think they beat the Giants at home to improve to 3-5, and five, and then I think they go into Detroit and take care of the Lions to improve to 4-5. and five. And I can just picture Washington, D.C. sports talk with, the, with Washington having won four of their last five at this point, improving to 4-5, and five, making a little bit of noise. Maybe people are feeling a little bit good about Dwayne Haskins. At this point, I see the bottom kind of dropping out. They host the Bengals in Washington uh, in Week 11. I have that as a loss and dropping them to 4-6 and six on the year. Then I have them losing to the Cowboys on a short week in Dallas to fall to 4-7 and seven on Thanksgiving. Uh, I have them losing in Pittsburgh against the Steelers to fall to 4-8. and eight. And then I have them losing in San Francisco to fall to 4-9. and nine. So that's three straight road games there, Cowboys, Steelers, 49ers. That's a brutal stretch for Washington. And then they come home to take on the Seahawks, which I again think is going to be a loss. They're fifth in a row to fall to 4-10 and 10 on the season. So five straight losses against the Bengals at home, at Dallas, at Pittsburgh, at San Francisco, and then home to the Seahawks. I think they beat the Panthers at home in the penultimate week of the season, week 16, to improve to 5-10. and 10. And then they finish off the season in Philadelphia with a loss to the Eagles. Washington finishes off the season at 5-11, and 11, and they get another top five pick in the NFL draft next year. It's just a, it's a rough stretch right out of the gate. And then I think it's another rough stretch there uh, when you've got uh, week, uh, week 12, especially through week 15, four straight games there against really good opponents. The strength of schedule for Washington, eighth toughest when based on over-under win totals for each team's opponent here in 2020. Uh, schedule makers not doing Washington any favors with how they line things up for them. All right, let's move on to the New York Giants and another schedule that is not going to be easy no matter how you do it. Uh, their toughest stretch of games comes right away in the first five weeks of the season. So let's jump right in here with week one, where they host the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football. 
I actually think the New York Giants kick off the season on Monday Night Football at home against Pittsburgh with a victory. I really like what the New York Giants have done this offseason. I like Daniel Jones's progression. I think the Giants have a chance to be a pretty decent football team this year, as you'll hear from my win-loss predictions here. So I have them beating Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football to start the season to begin at 1-0. Then I have them going into Chicago to beat Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears to start the season at 2-0. Giants fans feeling pretty good about things so far. Then they come home to the 49ers, and I think the Niners beat them uh, and drop the Giants to 2-1 on the season. But I have them going into Los Angeles for a 4-0-5 start and taking their care of business against the Rams to improve to 3-1 on the season. I have them losing in Week 5 at Dallas to fall to 3-2, and two, and then coming home to take on Washington, beating Washington in Week 6 at home to improve to 4-2 and two on the season. So here we've got the New York Giants off to a 4-2 and two start, maybe battling it out with the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys atop the NFC East, making things a little nerve-wracking for Philadelphia and for Dallas. Have no fear, Philadelphia fans, and, and if any Dallas fans are listening, I think the bottom drops out here a little bit, starting in Week 7. When they, on a short week, have to go to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles on Thursday night football, they lose to the Eagles there in Week 7 to fall to 4-3. and three. Then they host Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night football. I see that as a loss as well, dropping New York to 4-4. Four and four. Then they go into Washington and lose to the Redskins in Week 9 to fall to 4-5. and five. And then they host the Eagles in Week 10 to fall to 4-6. and six. The, the Eagles and Giants, as you heard BLG talk about, on BGN Radio with Jimmy Kemsky when they when he did uh, his rundown. The Giants have not been able to beat the Eagles. 20 out of their last 24 matchups have been won by Philadelphia until they show that they can beat the Eagles. I have them losing both games to Philadelphia here. And at this point in the season, heading into their bye in Week 11, through 10 games, New York sits at 4-6. and six. They come out of the bye go into Cincinnati and take care of the Bengals to win, to move to 5 and 6 on the season. Then they go into Seattle, fall to the Seahawks in week 13 to begin December to drop to 5 and 7. I have them winning two games in a row after that. Week 14 at home against the Cardinals to improve to 6 and 7 and then at home against the Cleveland Browns to improve to 7 and 7. Heading into the final two weeks of the season, I think the New York Giants are at least in the conversation for a wild card spot. That's when they hit a real rough spot here in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. I think this is a game they lose in Week 16. This is probably the game that takes them out of the postseason conversation, drops them to 7-8 and eight on the year. And so in the final week of the season, I think the Giants uh, facing a Cowboys team that desperately needs a win in order to make the playoffs. I think, uh, I think the Giants lose their final game of the season uh, at home against the Cowboys to finish the season at seven and nine, so but an improved season for the Giants. You know they're they're in the playoff hunt heading into the last two weeks of the season, finishing seven and nine nonetheless. I think that's an improvement for a team and can act as a good springboard for 2021, showing that you know they're going to be a little bit of a tough out here this year. Don't think they finish with a winning record. I don't think they finish 500, but I think they become they come really really close. And I think it'll be good experience for Daniel Jones and the rest of the young Giants offense to get some of that uh, that playoff. Uh, it's not baseball, but pennant race experience uh, towards the final couple weeks of the season. The Giants get three primetime games here in 2020. One of them is on the road. Two of them is at home. It's the same number of primetime games that they played last year. I, I think that um, the Giants are going to be a much improved team this year. I really like what the Giants have done this offseason to improve themselves across the board. It's not going to be enough to get them into the playoffs, 
but I see I see New York improving by more than a handful of games and, and becoming a team that you really have to focus on. You really have to work hard to beat. I don't think it's going to be a pushover in the, in the NFC East any longer here in 2020. And the Eagles are, I think, going to sweep both games, but this is probably the last year in which the Eagles, you can just chalk up a couple of wins against the New York Giants. This is a better, this is a better team. This is a team that is getting better, and you will have to worry about when you see them on their schedule, especially in the second half of the season this year. I really think this is a team that's starting to gel. Well, up next, I'm going to go through the Eagles schedule and take you week by week, just as everybody else who does an Eagles podcast has done. We'll do that next, coming up here on Eye on the Enemy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back with more Eye on the Enemy. So let's take you through the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. And the toughest stretch, really maybe for any team in the NFL, is what faces the Eagles weeks 12 through 16. It is a brutal end-of-season schedule. So they start off the season week one in Washington. They're not going to lose opening week in Washington. And again, this is reminiscent of 2017 where they went into Washington and, and took care of business and started off the season 1-0. I think the same thing happens here. Then they host the L.A. Rams in week two. Again, not a big Rams fan, not a big Rams guy. Jared Goff coming into Philadelphia. Goff versus Wentz. I don't think... I don't think uh, Sean McVay gets off the schneid against Doug Peterson here. Peterson has McVay's number. Uh, I see this as a win for the Eagles as well, improving them to 2-0 on the season. The Eagles' first loss of the season comes as kind of a letdown game here, a bit of a trap game between the Rams and 49ers at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, there's always a game or two on the schedule where you didn't see the Eagles losing. Last year, it was the Detroit Lions at home. They also lost in Miami. There's going to be a couple games like that on the schedule. This is one of those games I kind of pinned as a loss that the team really shouldn't lose. This is not a game that they should lose. The Cincinnati Bengals were the worst team in football last year. For whatever reason, they struggle in games like this sometimes. I think this is a game that Philadelphia disappointingly loses against the Bengals here uh, in the second uh, second home game of the season, week three. I have them losing to Cincinnati to fall to 2-1. and one. I then have them going out to San Francisco on Sunday night football and beating the 49ers to improve to 3-1. and one. Again, this is going to be a little bit on the wackier side. The Eagles play well in prime time. And again, I am not enamored with the 49ers, certainly not as much as, as other people are. There is that Super Bowl loss hangover. That happens to every team not named the New England Patriots when they lose the Super Bowl. It, it's happened literally every year uh, when you're not named the Patriots. Every non-Patriots team to lose the Super Bowl struggles the following year. I don't see why this year will be any different, especially when you've got a team like the 49ers with a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, who I just still don't trust. And when you rely on the running game, I, I know that Kyle Shanahan is a genius at scheming things up. But Jim Schwartz isn't, isn't a dummy. All right, Jim Schwartz is is not my favorite defensive coordinator of all time, but he's not a dummy, and he's good at stopping the run. One of these one of the things that Jim Schwartz defenses do is stop the run, and I just don't think you can consistently win in the NFL when the running game is your strength. We'll see. 
We'll see, but I, I certainly think that this is a game the Eagles can go into San Francisco and win, especially on Sunday night football. They're not going there for an, an early start. Uh, they'll they'll be coming off a loss to Cincinnati and be motivated to go into San Francisco and take on the 49ers to improve to 3-1 and one on the season. Here comes a rough stretch, guys. Three out of the next four are losses for Philadelphia. Week 5, in Pittsburgh against the Steelers, they fall to 3-2. and two. Pittsburgh plays well, and I don't care whether Ben Roethlisberger is back or not. Pittsburgh played well last year with a bunch of garbage time quarterbacks. And and they're listen, their coach is good. Mike Tomlin's a good coach. He gets that team ready to play. The Eagles go into Pittsburgh and lose to fall to three and two. And then they host the Baltimore Ravens at home. A tough game, a one o'clock game uh, against a very good opponent, an opponent that's frankly better than them. John Harbaugh is a great coach. Drops the Eagles to three and three on the season, heading into their Thursday night matchup against the New York Giants at home. It's a short week, but the Eagles have the home advantage here. New York on a has to come to Philadelphia again. It's just a bus trip, but. On the road, on a short week. I know the Eagles beat Green Bay last year doing that same thing, but the Eagles, I think, were a little bit further along in their maturation process than New York is. I think the Giants come into Philadelphia and lose to the Eagles here on Thursday night football. The Eagles improve to 4-3. and three. But then, I think the Eagles on Sunday night football, at home, against Dallas, fall to the Cowboys. This is going to be, I mean, I don't think either the Cowboys or Eagles sweep each other this year. I think it's going to be a split. So which of the two games... Which of these two games do the Eagles win? Do they win the home game early in the season, or do they win the road game late in the season? I'm putting my money on losing the home game going into the bye week, as the team is still getting themselves together to fall to four and four on the season here. Uh, as we head into bye week here, the bye week here in week nine. So coming out of the bye, the Eagles have a nice little schedule set up for themselves. I think they can get healthy in week ten in New York against the Giants, and they they take care of Daniel Jones and, and move to 5-4 and four on the season coming out of the bye week. Then they go into Cleveland and handle the Browns without a whole lot of a, a whole lot of issues and improve to 6-4 and four on the season. Cleveland's not an easy place to play, but again, are there fans in the stands? None of these places may be easy or hard to play, um, given we don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands or not. Probably not. We're probably looking at football in empty stadiums, so you kind of have to judge these things a little bit differently, which means maybe it's not as tough to go into Seattle and win. Maybe Seattle's home field advantage isn't as great as it used to be, so that, that could drastically change some things as well. The Eagles do get Russell Wilson and the Seahawks again this year. This is one of the games I am most looking forward to. They played the Seahawks twice last year, lost to the Seahawks both times 17-9, of course the second time in the postseason. I think this time the Eagles finally get over the Seattle schneid. They finally get over the Seattle hump. They've been trying. They have not beaten this team since 2008, and they have not won at home against the Seahawks since 1992. Here on Monday Night Football, a spot where the Eagles and Doug Peterson have always done really well. They almost never lose on Monday Night Football. I think this is the opportunity. This is the time the Eagles finally take care of Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and move to seven and four on the season in good shape for the playoffs. They go into Green Bay. In week 13, on a short week, I think this time they lose to the Packers and fall to 7-5. and five. They, they went into Green Bay, they went into Lambeau last year, and beat Aaron Rodgers, surprisingly, on a short week. I don't think they do it two years in a row. I think a motivated Aaron Rodgers handles his business against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles drop to 7-5. and five. Then I think the Eagles come home, and again, this is a brutal stretch, versus Seattle, at Green Bay, at home against the Saints. But I think the Eagles win this game. I think the Eagles are due to beat the Saints as well. I think Drew Brees comes into Philadelphia 
and I don't think he's able to pull it off. I think the Eagles beat the Saints and improve to 8-5 and five on the season. Maybe this is pie-in-the-sky optimism here, but I really do think that Seattle, they, get, they, they break their curses against Seattle and New Orleans and handle both of these teams at home. The Eagles, through, 14, through Week 14, are at 8-5. and five. I then have them going into Arizona and losing to the Cardinals. A bit of a letdown game here. Uh, this is, I think, their worst road loss of the season. Against, a, I think, a Cardinals team, like I've said, is going to be pretty decent this year to drop them to 8-6, and six, which, again, sets up a Week 16 matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. I had the Eagles losing at home back in Week 8, heading into the bye week. Now they go into Dallas for a bit for for a, a, a matchup that probably determines who wins the NFC East once again. And once again, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are the team that has more heart. I think they have the better quarterback. I think they're going to be able I think they're going to be able to win a high-scoring battle in Dallas and improve to 9 and 6 and maybe even at that point clinch the NFC East at that time. Then they take on Washington at home at Lincoln Financial Field to finish up the season, and I have the Eagles improving to 10-6, and getting one more win than they did last year. When you look at the strength of schedule, the Eagles have the 12th toughest when based on the over-under win totals, as we've talked about before. The final standings in the NFC East, I have the Eagles winning the division once again, becoming the first team since the 2004 Eagles to win back-to-back NFC East crowns, going 10-6, and even though they have the 12th toughest schedule based on over-under win totals, I have the Cowboys coming in at 9-7. and seven. I think the Cowboys win a wild-card spot based on the 10th easiest schedule in the league. The Giants, they have the, according to, again, William Hill, have the second toughest schedule in the NFL. But these things, again, almost never work themselves out this way. The, when you come into the season, this, this team has the 12th toughest. This team has the second toughest. This team has the fifth easiest. It almost never works out that way. It's just kind of a, it's a good estimate. It's a good guess as to how these teams are going to perform. But I think the Giants are a much improved team this year. I think they're going to cause some problems around the league. I have them improving to eight and eight, and I have this acting as a springboard basically for 2021. I really like the trajectory the Giants are on. And then finally, Washington finishes at five and 11 on the season, well in last place, still looking up at the rest of the division, trying to figure out how in the heck they're going to be able to climb over this mountain. But the NFC East has traditionally been over these last few years a weak division, I think the Giants make it a little bit tougher on on people this season, although I do have the Eagles sweeping them in both games. And the Eagles winning the NFC East at 10-6. and six. They don't get home field advantage in the first round. I think they play a wild card game at home again this year. And uh, hopefully Carson Wentz doesn't get knocked unconscious midway through the first quarter in it. Well, folks, that'll do it for this edition of Eye on the Enemy. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure that you're following everything that we're doing at BleedingGreenNation.com. We're keeping you updated on the latest news and notes, especially here as we enter the dead zone of the NFL season. We're going to continue to keep you updated on all the latest news and rumors. We're still not done also adding players to this roster. There are free agents out there. Is Jadavian Clowney on the Eagles by the time you hear this podcast or you, you, you listen to us during the course of the next week? Maybe. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Bleeding Green and at BGN underscore radio. And go to the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed on Apple Podcasts. And again, leave that five-star rating and a review. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you all next time right here on Eye on the Enemy. B-G-N.